Welcome to St. Louis on the Air. I'm Sarah Fenske. In May, Better Together backers yanked their much-derided proposal to merge St. Louis city and county into one giant megacity. Few mourned the plan, which had alienated even merger supporters in its details. But some people hope to use its demise to start a different conversation about bringing the region together. Perhaps the most motivated of those has been the Municipal League of Metro St. Louis. Even before Better Together yanked its petition, it had already begun work on a mechanism called the Board of Freeholders. It hopes the freeholders process will allow city and county to explore the end of the great divorce, which severed them more than 140 years ago, without giving up local control. Joining me in studio to talk about the Board of Freeholders plan is Pat Kelly. He's the executive director of the Municipal League. Pat Kelly, welcome to the program. Great, Sarah. It's great to be here. We're also joined today by Jason Rosenbaum, a reporter at St. Louis Public Radio who has covered both Better Together and the freeholder idea. Jason Rosenbaum, welcome to the program. Thank you for having me. Why do you think Better Together failed? What should a city-county merger look like? Give us a call at 314-382-8255. That's 382-TALK. Or you can send us a tweet at STL on air or email us at talk at stlpublicradio.org. Pat Kelly, your organization started this process because you were bitterly opposed to Better Together. What got your members so fired up about that plan? Well, about Better Together's plan specifically was really the fact uh, – the biggest issue really was that uh, whatever plan it was, but theirs in particular, that they were going to go to a statewide vote. Uh, we felt that you know not only was that uh, not the democratic process, but to be quite frank, it was un-American. And so um, this plan, it drew widespread opposition, not just from the places um, in the Municipal League, but also from those who represented minority districts. Jason Rosenbaum, you talked to State Representative Rachel Prouty earlier this year for your Politically Speaking podcast, and she had some thoughts about Better Together. Let's give that a listen. I'll be clear and blunt. I am opposed to it um, for, for the reasons you, you've, you've named. Moreover, the, the state voting part just is absurd to me. Um, just like, and, and I'll say, just like it was absurd to me when the people of St. Louis City voted to raise their minimum wage for the state to come in and change, that was absurd to me. You know, this these go back to the issues of local control. I wouldn't want anyone else voting on things that impact me directly where I pay taxes. Let's, it just goes back to that that issue. I don't even know where to start with some of the the shenanigans in the better together proposal. It's it's you can just throw it in the trash in my opinion. Thought it was, you know, a, a noble attempt, but foolishness. That was State Representative Rachel Prouty on Better Together. Jason Rosenbaum, what do you think killed Better Together? I think that there were three major things and I'll go in uh number 3 first. I think placing a profane, video game-loving criminal in charge of most of the region and giving him enormous power over economic development incentives and patronage was not a good idea. And I'm talking about Steve Stanger, the soon-to-be incarcerated former St. Louis County executive. I would agree with Pat that taking it to a statewide vote was also a, a misstep from a political standpoint. We can argue about whether from a practical standpoint it was a good idea later in the show. But when Better Together was unveiled in 2013, you had people like St. Louis Mayor Francis Slay promising that the city and the county residents would decide. And then you get this plan where that promise is no longer valid. So that's number two. The number one reason, though, is zero percent real support among black political leaders. And I would I would assume black residents. I I I was talking with a recorder of deeds, Michael Butler, earlier in the year, and he said quite perceptively 
that no merger plan is going to pass in St. Louis now without buy-in from black political leadership because any plan has to go to a uh, – with this freeholders plan that we're going to talk about, has to go to a city and county vote. And if black residents can't figure out a way that this new government will help them, well, they're going to vote against it and they're an increasingly powerful voting block in both the city and the county. So I, I would – I know some people have blamed this all on Stanger and I think he deserves some blame. But I think the complete lack of support among black political leaders and, and the black community was the number one reason it failed. Pat Kelly, hey, would, you, would you agree with that? Actually, I'll take it a step further. I, I don't think they had any voter support. Um, you know, and they didn't try to gain voter support. You know, This was a top-down plan. It was put together behind closed doors. It really didn't have public input, although they tried to perceive that it did. Um, and then um, uh, in outstate as well. And I think that um, some of their internal um, is as much of a challenge as Steve Stanger uh, would have been to overcome. I think the real reason that they pulled their petition was is that their polls, their own polls, showed outstate they were going to lose big. So not just in St. Louis City and County, but rural voters also thought this was a terrible idea. Absolutely, they did. So we've actually got a caller who um, wanted to respond to our question about um, why did Better Together fail. I'd love to hear the thoughts from him. Let's go to the phone lines. Um, Corey, hi. You're on St. Louis on the Air. Hey, guys. Uh, great to be on the show. Great topic. Glad we're finally talking about this in detail. Um, as an African-American, and I'm glad that your panel touched on this, uh, one of the things that really, really bothered me was the fact that a lot of our city aldermen and city leaders kept saying that the Better Together plan was going to erode or erase or reduce the power of black voting in St. Louis. Mm-hmm. But when we look at how the aldermen and the mayor and everything else is structured in St. Louis now, it's already as a stagnant for African-Americans because we have to have the comptroller and we have to have the board of aldermen president to agree on everything that the mayor has to, you know, they want to put out there. They have to agree with it first. And I think that it was kind of unfair that a lot of our black political leaders put this out there because the fact that they may have been afraid that they wouldn't be able to carry on once the merger happened in their power seat, which I believe should be changed anyway. But I just really was very bothered by how the lack of transparency and the lack of an open-mindedness especially from our black political leaders in St. Louis um, on something. Corey, thank you for that. Um, Jason, do you want to speak to what Corey's saying here? Um, I think you could. I think that's a, those are some good points. You could make an argument now that black political leadership in, in St. Louis City is not where it could be. They have most of the quote unquote county offices, but they don't have the mayor's office. And I think as the caller pointed out that some of the mayor's decisions get ratified by the two other African-American officials on the Board of Estimate and Apportionment. I think that the reason there was such overwhelming opposition among African-American political leaders was it got rid of St. Louis city government. And that removed a way for black elected officials to move up in the regional political structure and instead created this one jurisdiction of St. Louis and St. Louis County that's overwhelmingly white and only gave three countywide offices to, that were up for grabs. And if you're in a battlefield 
that's like 65 or 67 percent white. I'm not saying it's impossible for an African-American to win. Wesley Bell won, I guess, 70-30, 75-25 white. But it makes it more difficult if the white opponent has the organizational and financial support that people like Steve Stenger had from labor unions and corporations. So I think that's what's behind it. The question of whether black, current black political leadership in the city and county is effective I think is a, is a good discussion to have. But I, 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 from talking with a lot of people, I think that's where the genesis of that opposition came from. And, and actually, it was the same in the county as well. And I think a lot of people forget that about Better Together's plan. But the way it was presented um, with creating their new municipal districts, uh, a lot of the smaller communities would have gone away that first year. Um, it and wouldn't most, have been just St. Louis right. that was And eliminated. so, you know, there would have been a lot of other uh, local leaders. And to be quite frank, as, as a lot of struggling as some of those municipalities are, um, it's still leaders in those communities trying to hold them together and, and, and people for younger um, kids and, and those kinds of things in the communities to look up to. So um, it wasn't just affecting the, the, the black leadership in St. Louis County. It was or in St. Louis City. It was St. Louis County as well. Okay. Corey, I want to thank you for your call. Um, Corey called today, 314-382-8255. You can join our conversation as well. Again, the number is 314-382-TALK. Um, we heard from Public Ethic STL on Twitter who says, Better Together failed because they only engaged economic elites in their community engagement, then came out with a plan that made huge structural changes like dissolving St. Louis City into the unincorporated county that had never been mentioned publicly in their years of prep. I think he he makes a decent point there. Um, So, Pat Kelly, you're working on this Word of Freeholders project. How is this different from this this failed effort of Better Together? Well, it's it's easy. It's the constitutionally established process for us to, as a community, meaning St. Louis City and County, um, to have public meetings and a public debate and a public forum uh, that's open to everybody to give their input and and to have a board, um, you know, take that input and develop a plan and then ultimately put it to a vote so that the residents of only St. Louis City and County can control their own destiny. And what would you like to see come out of that? Are you hoping for some sort of mega city um, like we looked at before, but maybe with more public input and more transparency or something completely different? No, well, no. I mean, I, I think what the league has talked about is is we think that uh, the primary um, uh, conversation or we're hoping that one of the things that will be evaluated and vetted fully is the city reentering the county as a municipality. And um, uh, I think ultimately, though, uh, whatever the Board of Freeholders, because it's very broad what they can do. But I hope um, uh, what they do ultimately put to a plan to the voters is something that will be accepted. And what I mean by that is if the ballot's too complicated, to be honest with you, I believe if it's more than one subject, it won't pass. You know, it's going to have to be something that the people can digest and, and, and actually use, I think, as a building block for things in the future. So so sort um, of have a simple ballot question that opens the door to a process? Well, in in the many debates we've had uh, in the last year or so since Better Together uh, was really moving forward, you know, the one question, the two questions that people 
seem to ask me the most were, why isn't St. Louis part of St. Louis County? And the second one is, why should it be part of St. Louis County? And so I think we need to answer those questions and and then uh, see if that's a viable uh, step to the future for St. Louis. That's Pat Kelly, the executive director of the Municipal League. We're also talking to Jason Rosenbaum of St. Louis Public Radio. We need to take a quick break, but we'll be back shortly to continue this conversation. This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio, 90.7 KWMU. Support comes from Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to sustainable and sound conservation of the state's forests, which support more than 41,000 Missouri jobs, resulting in a $10 billion industry. Choosewood.com. And now back to our conversation about the Board of Freeholders. We're talking to Pat Kelly, the Executive Director of the Municipal League, and Jason Rosenbaum of St. Louis Public Radio. Do you have questions or comments about the Board of Freeholders process? What should a city-county merger look like? Give us a call at 314-382-8255. That's 382-TALK. Or you can send us a tweet at STL on air or email us at talk at stlpublicradio.org. Now, Jason Rosenbaum, who's here with us today, talked to State Representative Lakeisha Bosley in May about the Board of Freeholders. And here's what she had to say. I think the Board of Freeholders, because it is a transparent process and you have to go to the people first, uh, host town halls, you have to get the input of the people. I think enacting the Board of Freeholders should have been the first thing that we should do after the demise of the Better Together plan. It should have been, let's enact the Board of Freeholders, let's appoint these folks, let, let's get the 15, let, let's get these nine people together. And then you, you got the you got the the nine from the board uh, from Mayor Cruson, nine from county exec and then the one from the uh, governor, the yeah. governor. Let's get them together. Let's start this process now, because if we're talking about the region dying, we listened. We listened overwhelmingly during this process of people saying these are the things that we want fixed. You had legislators send out uh, surveys to their individual districts to say, what would you like to what are you thinking about? What what do you like about this plan? What don't you like about this plan? What do we need to fix? What don't we need to fix? Now it comes to you need to bring all of those officials together and people together and have those conversations. The Board of Freeholders does that. They don't just come up with a plan willy nilly. They have to go through steps in order to get this plan on the ballot. So that's State Representative Lakeisha Bosley, who was very enthusiastic in May about the Board of Freeholders process. So now that we're deep into this, Pat Kelly, your group has been trying to make this happen. You've gathered petitions. Let's talk about what happens next. Well, we're excited. Uh, you know, we started in early February uh, with a unanimous vote of both our executive board and our membership to pursue this, um, uh, the Board of Freeholders, and, and really trying to do most of the collection from a grassroots standpoint um, and uh, I'm happy to say that uh, we have all the signatures we need. We have had them actually for a few weeks. Um, in talking to some of our elected officials, they asked us to wait a, f- uh, a few weeks to turn them in so that the Board of Aldermen could come back into session and those kinds of things. So uh, we will be turning in the last signatures on Monday, uh, September 16th. And and uh, once those are certified, the process will start. So you turn those into the Board of Elections. Then who takes things from there? Well, really, that's uh, uh, kind of our role is over, at least initially. Um, uh, once they're certified, uh, this, the Constitution stipulates that the county executive and the mayor uh, are to appoint their nine members each um, by within 10 days. 10 days. So that's yeah. a quick process. Right. right. And, yep. and, and Jason, um, these members, where are these members going to come from? Well, since uh, 
St. Louis Mayor Lida Cruz and St. Louis County Executive Sam Page are both Democrats. I think it's fair to say that five of their appointees will be Democrats. That doesn't necessarily mean that the other four of, of each have to be Republicans. I, I don't think it's going to be too hard to find four Republicans in St. Louis County, even though St. Louis County is becoming more Democratic. It also has the largest population of Republicans in the state. So that's not going to be sure. an issue. From talking with Mayor Cruson yesterday, finding four Republicans in the city is a little more challenging. I'm not saying there are only four Republicans, but some of them kind of come off as a little a little fringy, to be, can- be candid. And more importantly, a lot of Republicans have been adamantly opposed to any merger consolidation process. So you have to be – if for someone like Cruson who believes in a city-county merger – she has to find non-Democrats that are not just going to sabotage the process. And what she told me is she's found some people that have identified as independents possibly that she could appoint. Uh, she even like threw out the idea of a Green Party or Constitutional Party appointee. I think that's probably unlikely. There probably literally are four Constitution Party people in, in the city of St. Louis. So I would expect there probably will be Republicans. I was talking with Pat. There have been Republicans in the city that have applied. But I wouldn't be surprised if they're independents in the city. Okay, so these people apply. They get selected by the the people running these various entities. What happens once this board um, is chosen? Well, um, it, it's it's again very clear. the The Constitution is pretty neat the way that it's written in that it, it can't ignore the will of the people if, if they collect the petitions and, and uh, start this process. Um, this is going to be the first board of freeholders that really was started grassroots um, mm. uh, without um, – uh, let me put it that way – without being started with a plan fully in place before it was implemented. Um, and so um, – uh, but um, – uh, 30 days after uh, the certification uh, and then the second Monday after that, uh, once they're all appointed, um, the first meeting will be ha- held in St. Louis City's uh, City Hall in the Board of Aldermen room at 10 o'clock. And uh, then that starts a 12-month process for the Board of Freeholders to solicit input from the residents and, and try to develop a plan. So we all know democracy is messy, and you almost sort of understand how Better Together decided to do everything behind closed doors because you're going to be hearing from everybody, and they're all going to have different ideas. How do you possibly get a plan out of that? Well, I mean, that's that's what's neat about it, to be honest with you. I mean, I think that that's why it's very important the people that you uh, uh, pick for the Board of Freeholders. Um, in, in talking to the county executive, you know, being a former elected official, I said, you know, people that you pick – are going to have to be able to sit there and have people yell at them and scream at them. And, Sounds like and, a nightmare. Right. And and a lot of business leaders aren't able to do that, you know. Um, uh, but it's just that's that public process, you know, and, and people are, are very passionate. So um, but it's taking that information and then and then ultimately uh, putting those things together and 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 putting a plan together that they think, one, that will be supported, that they've built a consensus for, and and two, that um, uh, ultimately, as I said, be supported, I think is a big thing, and, and actually pass at the ballot box. Jason Rosenbaum, uh, Pat was talking about the idea of St. Louis re-entering St. Louis County um, as just one of the municipalities, like Kirkwood, like Webster Groves. Um, do you think if that comes out of this, this will solve some of the things people were upset about when it comes to things like black political power? I, I think it is less destructive to black political power than Better Together was, but doesn't completely eliminate the concerns. As I kind of alluded to before, the majority of quote-unquote county offices in the city, and I'm talking about that is, you know, recorder of deeds, license collector, things like that, they're all held by African-Americans. And those, and those would, would go away. Those would become appointed offices almost automatically. 
I think that's one concern. Another another concern is like financials. Like, is is St. Louis going to become a pool city for the the sales tax situation? Um, is is a lot more county resources going to go to the city if they're going to be putting more money into their property taxes? It also, even though this will likely not deal with education, I do think the education issue is going to come up. Should the schools merge? Well, not only should the schools merge, but the thing that I always bring up all the time, and and for full disclosure, my my child is part of the special school district of St. Louis County. But if St. Louis becomes a city within St. Louis County, then why would St. Louis City not be allowed to at least vote on whether to adopt the special school district tax? Obviously, you would need – legislative buy-in. But from a philosophical standpoint, that would no longer make a lot of sense for them not to be able to at least have a chance to vote on those resources anymore. And those are going to be part of the discussions when, if that proposal comes up, even though that will not be one of the impacts if the city joins the county again. Yeah, I, I want to be very clear. Our our legal um, uh, review, and, and we've had because this is a key component, is that the Board of Realtors can't do anything with the schools. Um, they are Under separate. Under the Constitution. Right. This is for the governmental structure of the city governments and, and the county governments. So um, it may be part of the conversation, but ultimately that isn't something that really they can get delve into. Um, but with respect to the pool tax, um, uh, St. Louis would enter the county as a as a point of sale city, um, and uh, they would not affect the pool because their per capita number is so low that uh, it wouldn't have any effect, and they're they're so low in the way it is calculated that it would never have an effect on the pool. Um, we heard from our Facebook page from Joanna, who wrote, "Any merger that doesn't include the schools and actually address the systemic and institutionalized racism that perpetuates generational poverty isn't going to be supported by anti-racists. And any merger that includes the schools isn't going to be supported by racists." Um, <laughs> on that very sad note, we're very short on time here. But Jason, do you think that trying to do something can actually achieve something about inequality? Uh, you mean I think it's a good conversation to have. I, I I agree with Pat though that the schools, while may come up in this discussion, can't really be part of the actual plan. According to the Constitution. Okay, that's Jason Rosenbaum of St. Louis Public Radio. Jason, thank you so much for joining us thank today. You. And we're also joined by Pat Kelly, the Executive Director of the Municipal League. Pat, thanks so much. It was great to be here. Thank you. This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio, ninety point seven KWMU.